This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1007. How to fix your gut to lose weight and improve health? By Sirdar Tunjala of nerdgettingfit.com. And I'm Dr. Neil. Hey there, happy Tuesday, and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free. I cover fitness, nutrition, stress management, weight management, and more, just like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors, and always with permission from the sites. And then on Fridays, I answer your questions. You can send one in at oldpodcast.com slash ask. Now, on yesterday's podcast, that was episode 1006, I was briefly mentioning some things about the microbiome. We were talking about simple sugars and how that might affect the diversity and number of good bacteria in your intestines. Now, today, we're gonna expand on that and talk about weight management as it pertains to the microbiome. And so with that, let's hear today's article and continue optimizing your life. How to Fix Your Gut to Lose Weight and Improve Health by Sirdar Tunjala of nerdgettingfit.com. Currently, there are two big camps of obesity research. One camp subscribes to the calories in, calories out model of obesity, whereas the other camp believes in the carbohydrate insulin model. But what if there was a third explanation? We have a 50-50 partnership with the bacteria living in our body, and it is not a far-fetched idea to think they call some of the shots. Even though bacteria reside everywhere on our bodies, the vast majority are in our gut. We already know that gut microbiota play a role in digestion, vitamin production, and the immune system. What is recently being discovered is the role of gut microbiota in obesity. Infants get introduced to gut microbiota during birth. Babies born naturally get their gut microbiota from the mother's vaginal canal. Additionally, they get bacteria from breast milk and as they grow up, from the environment and foods they eat. The majority of gut bacteria belong to one of the two main types of bacteria. They are called Firmicutes and Bacteroidetes. The ratio of these two bacteria seem to be different in obese and lean people. Obese people have a higher Firmicutes to Bacteroidetes ratio than lean people. Even though the gut microbiota can be affected by genetics, geography, and environment, other factors such as the method of birth, breastfeeding, antibiotic usage, and diet can also change the bacterial composition. Most research on gut microbiota is done on animals. These studies confirm that following a high-sugar, high-fat Western diet increases the Firmicutes to Bacteroidetes ratio in mice. What about research on humans? Human studies show that lean people have a much diverse bacterial population compared to obese people. Furthermore, when the gut microbiota of these people was transplanted to mice, obese people's bacteria made the mice obese, whereas lean people's bacteria made the mice lean. Interestingly, obese mice didn't consume significantly more food than lean mice. One explanation for this would be that obese bacteria harvest more energy from the foods compared to the lean bacteria. First of all, the research is not yet fully conclusive. There need to be more controlled human trials to be sure of how bacteria affect our weight. However, we can still aim to improve our gut microbiota. Here are some ways to change the bacterial population. Probiotics. These are actual living organisms. The best sources of probiotics are yogurt, fermented foods, and nutritional supplements. Some probiotic supplementation has shown promising results against obesity. Prebiotics. These are different from probiotics. 
Prebiotics are what gut bacteria feed on to survive and thrive. Some foods such as garlic, onion, bananas, apples, and asparagus contain prebiotics. Even though there is no clear evidence of prebiotics on weight loss, studies confirm the health benefits of prebiotic consumption. Fecal microbiota transplantation. Fecal microbiota transplantation, or FMT, is the transfer of fecal bacteria of a healthy donor to the recipient by stool transplantation. We are still in the early stages of this procedure, and the effects are not clear yet. We'll probably get more answers in 2021 after the completion of a clinical trial on FMT. Diet. It has been shown that long-term dietary patterns can change the gut microbiota population. Consumption of sugar, fiber, fat, and animal proteins have different effects on different strains of bacteria. These data indicate that the type of foods we eat feed different types of bacteria. If we consume the types of foods that feed the lean bacteria and starve the obese bacteria, we can eventually change the bacterial population in our gut. It is not yet clear which foods feed the lean bacteria and which ones feed the obese bacteria. However, the evidence shows the benefits of following a diet rich in fruits, vegetables, fiber, plant proteins, monounsaturated fats, and polyunsaturated fats. Whereas diets rich in animal proteins, saturated fats, refined grains, sugar, salt, alcohol, and high fructose corn syrup have detrimental effects on the gut microbiota. Whether you need to lose weight or not, improving your gut microbiota will have positive health effects on both you and your future children. Here are my top seven actionable steps to improve your gut. One, increase your fiber intake. Two, consume less sugar and artificial sweeteners. Three, focus more on plant proteins. Four, consume yogurt, and fermented foods. Five, eat more prebiotic foods. Six, take a probiotic supplement. And seven, avoid unnecessary antibiotic usage. You just listened to the post titled How to Fix Your Gut to Lose Weight and Improve Health by Sirdar Tunjala of nerdgettingfit.com. Now, do you find yourself lacking the motivation to carry on with your daily responsibilities? that you're the biggest obstacle standing between you and your goals? While it's widely recommended to enjoy the journey of achieving your goals and not solely focus on the destination, sometimes we need a professional to speak with without being uncomfortable. And when that happens, BetterHelp is here for you. BetterHelp can assess your needs and match you with your personal licensed professional therapist, providing a safe and private online environment for you at your convenience. In fact, you can start communicating with your therapist in just under 24 hours. And anything you share with your therapist will be confidential. BetterHelp is not self-help. It is professional counseling. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com OHD. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash OHD. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. The good news here is that we have some control over the health of our microbiome. But here's the deal. What we need to remember is that if you're struggling with maintaining weight, your microbiome may be partly responsible, but it's probably not the only determining factor. Instead, calories consumed, calories burned, the quality of foods you consume, the types of exercises that you perform, stress levels, genetics, and so on are all likely working together. And as a result, 
may determine weight lost versus weight maintained versus weight gained. But again, lucky for us, many of these variables, when you think about it, are within our control. Let's say you were convinced by the article I just read to you, and you decide you want to attack your weight management by focusing on the health of your microbiome. Well, you can start by consuming at least 25 grams of dietary fiber each day, which you can easily accomplish by consuming five to nine combined servings of fruits and vegetables. That should get you there pretty easily. But here's the deal. If you eat five to nine combined servings of fruits and vegetables each day and get the recommended 25 grams of dietary fiber, which would be really easy, you will also likely encounter a wonderful but unintended side effect. You'll probably end up consuming less processed food, which then would help you with your weight loss goals. Then, if you decide to add in a daily walk or a jog to increase the calories burned, yes, you'll be burning more calories, but an added benefit is that walking and jogging also seem to support a healthy microbiome. So you see how all of these behaviors come together to support weight management, and optimal health, it's important to just start somewhere and take that first step. Then the other benefits will begin to fall into place. All right, that's enough out of me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening every day. I hope you're having a wonderful week so far and staying safe and well. I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.